This is a HeadGum Podcast. If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Conveniently connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling, and you can send a message to your counselor anytime. Um, now, uh, normally for these ads, we like to bring in the Butterman from Pearl Jam's song, Can't Find the Butterman, whose site, BetterHelp.com, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional dairy pissed. Uh, but he's asked me to take this time to really flesh out the character we've developed for Butterman's arch nemesis, mean Mr. Margarine, uh, which we haven't been able to get to work over the last few spots. Uh, so we can kind of do a, a story arc reboot next time and, and really get this thing going. So I'm going to use the copy I have in front of me as a jumping off point, and then we'll see where we are. Okay, so with BetterHelp, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Um, so that makes me think that one of me and Mr. Margarine's traits is that he is neither timely nor thoughtful, and you can't schedule weekly sessions with him. Uh, with me and Mr. Margarine, a session will just diabolically appear on your calendar when you thought you had a free day to binge watch The Great British Bake Off. Okay. With BetterHelp, you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. And that's... That's actually what Mean Mr. Margarine's evil castle looks like when he captures you. It's a waiting room, and the only magazine they have is Margarine Weekly. And if you read too much of it, it exacerbates any existing problems you have with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, or self-esteem. BetterHelp, of course, has licensed professional counselors who are specialized in these matters, and anything you share is confidential. With Mean Mr. Margarine... Everything you share is confidential, too, actually. So that is a point of similarity. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. And mean Mr. Margarine has a convenient, professional, and affordable radiation device that he's going to use to turn the moon into a spreadable oil-based emulsion, which will eventually cause the planet to spin out of orbit and freeze, bringing about the untimely end of everything we've ever known. Okay, I think we're really getting somewhere now. Um, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash babysitters. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash babysitters. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book. What became a cult now it's time for Babysitter's Club Club. Jesse's Big Break. Let's get to talking about it. You just want to dive right in. <laughs> I just wanted to see what would happen if I You want to dive right in. All right, let's talk about it. Okay. I don't remember any of it. That's going to be... So we've got... How long do we have left? To, to, can you check the record? How, how much? How we've long been have recording we been for thirty-five seconds. Okay. Well, a lot so, of that was kind of counting to make sure that our, our yep. audio was synced up. So let's take ten seconds, twelve seconds off of that. So yeah, we're at forty seconds right now. Okay, Jack. Yeah. Last time we spoke, I was mm-hmm. auf Deutschland. Yep. And you were auf Austin. Mm-hmm. We recorded when I was in Germany. You heard that last week, Baby Nation. And then and we had plans. Yep. To record again while I was in Germany. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I'm there for work, I'm just going to be hanging out in my hotel, plenty of free time. Yeah. 
So last Friday we were supposed to record, and I texted you. Oh, you texted around. me. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for my text here. Friday, June first, uh, middle of the work day for you. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. What time? What time in Germany, it it's it's nine nine a.m. here 9 in Austin. So that was I, probably about three p.m. when I got this text. So three p.m. on a Friday. Yep. Your friend Sebastian just made me take twelve shots of schnapps. There's no way I'm not gonna be plowed for our record later. Just a heads up. <laughs> that was right before the schnapps really hit me. <laughs> yeah. So the, our colleagues at Major Media Company, the German edition of Major Media Company, decided that it would be fun to make a witless American drink 12 shots of their finest schnapps back to back for a Facebook video. Yeah. And I got very drunk. Well, I have here from later in our text message conversation uh, that the schnapps is rapidly destroying all of your faculties. Yeah. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. We were all, <laughs> we were both sitting there at work, um, Sebastian and I, and we were like, you know what? We both just took 12 shots of schnapps, but I still feel fine. <laughs> and then like a half an hour later, it was like, uh, we should go home. And you just infinity ward into. <laughs> yeah, we infinity ward away. Well, you but, know what? So we canceled that record and now we're here. It's Monday, the following Monday. Well, let's talk about Jesse's big break. And I read this book so long ago. I'm, she what got I'm a big the, break. My pre-schnapps life. Yeah. Um, so let's see if any of it stuck. Okay. Well, let's introduce the show. Maybe you can jog your memory while I'm going through that procedural okay. that process. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 I'm your host, Jack Shepard. And my name is Tanner Greenring. And we talk every week about a different book by, you're in my favorite, The Hand That Shakes. You're That's right, in I'm my talking... favorite? Is that grammatically correct? Yes. It sounds awful. You sound awful. You're in uh, my favorite. Author, The yeah. Hand That Shakes. The Princess of the Prince of Towns, Saint Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name and the last of her kind and the last hope for humankind. More importantly, she is the author of the great Sitter Cycle, including the book that we read this week, which was entitled Jesse's Big Break. I read it last week. Okay. You <laughs> said the book we read this week. I read it last week. Real stickler for the details this week. <laughs> Baby Nation's like, well, I have like a very accurate calendar of exactly everything that Jack and Tanner have been up to over the last week. And I, I can mark on it that Tanner read the book last week. What a book. I want you to get your wrap your memory hole over it because we're not going to be able to... Is that a technical? Is that the yeah, way to I'm, say that? I've, I'm opening up the my <laughs> mall-like memory hole now, mm-hmm. dripping just, with with gooey saliva mm-hmm. it's very it's all natural it's it's natural fluids plump vit- memory lips yeah yeah and i'm it, wrapping it around this text i want you to envelop it yeah mm-hmm. and now the text is inside my memory hole put the whole thing inside and you want to close up you want to you want to close up the entire memory the sphincter, hole around it yep the sphincter yep. of my memory hole seals shut okay and good. the book is in there <laughs> okay all right Great. Do you want me to shake the old memory hole? Oh a yeah. Bit? No, this book's all about Brooklyn. Hey, forget about it. Forget about it. That's the it's problem. all about my city. Hey, hey, Slates Quint of, Walter, Slates of Pie, Maritza Cruz, Michael and Marion Parker, David Brailsford. These are the 
Brand new characters. These are my Pete, neighbors. Sweet Pete Loran just introduces us to this week. Not a lot of babysitters in this book. Uh, no, very few. Uh, two, pretty much. Jesse, Jesse and, Mal. And, and some Mel. A little bit of Mel. A light sprinkling of Mel, just to remind you uh, where you kind came of the from. right amount of Mel. Yeah, a lot of, we l- learned a lot about Aunt Cecilia. Mm-hmm. She has a son, Michael. She has a son, Michael, from whom she is estranged and not, we know not why necessarily estranged fairly fairly but would you'd be estranged if aunt cecilia was your mom too right yeah but she's overbearing and difficult to be around this is that's true but this is what pete does man he he lets you see a side of cecilia that you've never seen before the reason she's so upset with him is not because she held him back from his dream but because he held himself back from his dream yeah, that's true. It's beautiful. This is a novel that is about growing old and letting go of your dreams. Yeah, but now he's like a rad biz bro who lives in fucking Brooklyn Heights. I can't afford to live in Brooklyn Heights. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's he probably like, makes a million dollars a year. He lives in a brownstone in Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. It but, seems like they have this whole brownstone to themselves. It's like a four bedroom. I know. I know. And they've got like, at some point they look out and they have like a view of the Manhattan skyline. Yeah, it's like, and it's like 1997. It's not a bad time in New York. Oh, and you know what else? They're right off the B. Right off the B, huh? They're right off the B train. They might be in Park Slope. No, they said Brooklyn Heights. They said Brooklyn Heights. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. And like, if you're looking out and you see Manhattan, you're definitely in Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. Well, living the fucking dream, except his dream was- Dream, Michael and Michael's wife. Marion. Marion. His dream was to become an artist. And he became a biz bro. I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. My I think you can be a biz bro art. and an artist. Look at us. We yeah. work at major media company, and here we are on our side hustle recording a podcast for Baby Nation. Yeah. In our free time mm-hmm. for little pay. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our sponsors this week, Audible and StoryWorth. And that was for free. We didn't even get paid to say that. Oh, uh, they paid us. Okay. Do cool. you 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 realize that we get paid for those ads, right? Yeah, but we not we don't get paid for in episode mentions. Oh yeah, that one was free. Yeah, Tanner, what about if we describe this novel for the Baby Nation? We've been dancing around it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, I don't care. Okay. What about if if you feign enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're not that good at it. <laughs> Want to take another run at it? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's try to do it like a combo, like a like to make. To, we'll sidle up to it. Okay, it'll make it seem more natural. Yeah, you can kind of edit around it a little bit. Okay. Hey, man, how's it going? I'm gonna get into character. I'm gonna be like kind of my signature bad boy self. Okay, <clears throat> but enthusiastic. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Tanner. Uh, hey, get fucked. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I I wish I could, but unfortunately. Or should I say, fortunately, I've got to describe this novel. I thought you might like to as well. Hey, uh, Jack. Yeah. Uh, get fucked. <laughs> well, see that you. <laughs> it's kind of his. It's that character. It's a, that's like his, his signature thing. line. Yeah. But he's. Are we to understand that he is secretly kind of into it? He's not leaving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's in. I piqued his interest. Yeah. Okay. Good. I feel like that's the best I'm going to get. I think I'll describe the novel and then I'll, I'll stick 60, sixty seconds on this big bad clock that I have here. You almost said. I didn't actually. You got very close. I, I got close in the sense that sixty is close to that number. You went sixty. And then you got flubbed up because you were like about to say sixty nine, which is the sex number. Hey, you know what? You know what, man. Yeah. No rules, just right. We can change the rules as we go along. I'm going to give you 69 seconds this nice. week. Nice. 
Nice. nice. Now I've got your future yeah. interest. Yeah, there we go. That's some genuine enthusiasm. I'm going to describe the book, then you're going to describe the book. I think I'll start probably now-ish. Okay. Good? Yeah. Ready? Good. I'm going to begin now. Jesse Ramsey is the classic case of a big talent in a small town. With dance moves like she has, Jesse doesn't have any trouble at all reaching for the stars. The hard part is reaching the city, or the nearest town, or anywhere on the map that's a safe distance from the no-hope dead end of Stony Brook, Connecticut, where her friend's ideas of achieving success amount to scoring a second babysitting gig on the weekend. But when Jessie finally does get the chance to show the world what she's capable of after she's discovered by a major dance studio in New York City, she realizes for the first time that the friends she's grown up with aren't the ones who are standing in the way of her dreams. They're the ones who inspired her in the first place. And all this time, the good people of her no-hope, dead-end town haven't been trying to hold her back. They've just been trying to hold on. Jessie's big break. Nice oh, one. Oh, man. You really jogged a lot of stuck book knowledge from the old memory maw. Yeah? For me. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fluids coming loose inside the the old memory hole. A lot of fluids dripping loose in the old memory hole. That's yeah. nice. Good. That's what I like to hear. You want that place nice and moist. Mm. You want a well-looped memory hole, baby nation? Yep. yep. Um, so that the memories can get in in there and get out. That's some free advice. Uh, what about if we uh, take that memory hole out for a spin? All right, I'm going to put 60, 69 seconds. I don't love it. Nice. I love that. Do you want it? Yeah. That's the you, new thing is we do 69 seconds. I don't love it. I'm not going to do it. I'm it sets put us s- apart from the other. It sets us apart from the other babysitting club podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which babysitters club podcast should I listen to? Uh, Jack and Tanner's one or the other one? Well, Jack and Tanner, when they describe the book, they do 69 seconds. That's good. If you told me that, if you say, there are two shows about this series of books, and they yeah. both describe the books, and one does it in 60 seconds, and one does it in 69, we'd be like, definitely listen <laughs> to the one that does it in 69. No question. Let's do that. Okay. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad mm-mm, clock. Mm-mm. I will not proceed any further unless you say that you are putting 69 seconds on the then I'll throw I'll throw an extra nine seconds on the back end. Okay. And you can do the math. You do the math, baby. You nation. do the math, baby nation. All right. Here's, you a, ready? here's a hint. What? It's the sex number. <laughs> Are you ready? Um, I'm ready. I'm gonna begin now. Jesse Ramsey auditions for a prestigious dance school in Manhattan, New York, New York City. She gets in. She's she's one of the younger people in the 11 to 13 crowd. She moves to New York City for the summer and lives with her uncle, Michael, who is Aunt Cecilia's son and his wife. He's like a biz bro. He's older than Jesse. He's like in his 20s or 30s. She meets a bunch of new friends. It's a lot like that one movie from the 80s about the school in Manhattan, the dance school. I think it's called... Footloose. Nope, it's not Footloose. We'll figure it out. She kind of forgets about all her old school friends. She's having trouble with Quint, her ex-boyfriend. It seems he wants to still be girlfriend-boyfriend. At the end, she is told that she's so good that the school wants her back for a full year, and she has to decide, and she decides to do it later in her life. Now you've got your nine seconds. 
Okay. Deal so, with it as you please. She has weird issues because she thinks that maybe she's drifting apart from her babysitter club friends back in Stony Brook, and she almost takes the offer to stay for dance school, but then she decides that she's not ready for it yet. And time. Uh, what's the movie? Fame. Mm-hmm. You ever see that I- movie? No. Fame. I'm gonna live forever. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna die. Okay. Do you think that singing a song from it was going to help me it's remember a, a movie It's a famous never song in a before? famous movie. It's about a bunch of kids who go to this high school in Manhattan mm-hmm. that's an arts high school where they all dance and sing. It's good. Yeah, so it was this, but it felt it felt to me like old Jesse Ramsey is... Uh, you seen Step Up? No, uh, but I, you know what I did? Step Up to the streets? Ooh, I haven't, but Step I, up I did recently uh, engage with a really like great piece about dance like young kids doing dance uh-huh. it's called uh jesse's jesse's big break it's just like baby no, i know club i'm just book. trying to find pop culture references for you and baby nation to attach to okay because that's what happens she meets a bunch of like ragtag inner city like yeah cool kids mm-hmm. and they all get along and they all have their like thing one of them's into gadgets it's like the yep. bk kids club yeah one's a dog one has a wheelchair one is into gadgets Okay. One is a nerd. Is that Inspector Gadget? No, it's the BK Kids Club. Okay. You know the BK Kids Club. No. No, 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 no. Just because... Why? BK Kids Club. Okay. There's Jaws. There's Lingo. There's Snaps. There's Kid Vid. There's IQ. There's JD. There's Wheels. And there's Boomer. These are the archetypes. JD is the dog. Okay. So. And we could talk about it directly by talking about them as they are. Okay. Maritza, Quint, any of these names jogging your memory? Sort of. Rasheen? No, that's probably the BK thing that I. No, Rasheen is in this book. He's the tech whiz with the camcorder, he's like oh, a yeah. pervert. <laughs> They're they're always like making movies. They have like I don't know what Pete or Anne are trying to do here, but they make these kids seem a lot more cool and fun and fresh. That's because people who live in than New York, anyone in specifically the BSC. Brooklyn, are cool and fun and fresh. Oh Jack. my God, Tanner, did you almost fucking die when Jesse was doing that impression of Mister Brailsford? Oh my God, I almost for died. Maritza and Quint, and yeah. Mister Brailsford comes around the corner. Yeah. Just as she's doing the impression? Yeah. I almost died. I almost died of embarrassment. Woo! Because she was doing a spot-on impression of him. Yeah. I've got the passage. Hey, girl, called Maritza from... See, it's even cooler how they talk to each other. No, it's cool. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, called Maritza from down the hallway. How'd it go? I whirled away from the machine and ran toward her. It was so great, I said. At first, I didn't think I could move. I mean, there he was. I imitated Mr. Brailsford's big grin and deepened my voice. Jessica, you must lower your left shoulder. That's not bad, but I picture it more like Liam Neeson. Kind of that Irish brogue to it a little bit. Like gravelly a little bit? I think you had the gravelly down. I just think you need a little bit of more of the like gravitas and the the, like slight, almost implacable Irish accent. That's right. No, almost implacable. Like you almost can't tell that he's from Ireland. Just just a little bit of Irish. Even less. Just a little bit of Irish. Yes. Just, Jessica, you must lower your left shoulder. That was a bit too wow, much. Wow, that's actually it? a really good <laughs> 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 
I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> My heart was pumping so fast I couldn't even talk. I tried to do a double pirouette, but I went around three times without thinking. And he said, excellent. Where did that come from? God, it's so good. That is such a good Liam Neeson impersonation. <laughs> Maritza was not laughing. She was looking at something over my shoulder. So was Quint. I turned around to see Mr. Brailsford leaning against the door jam of the practice room. I have a particular set of skills, he bellowed in an imitation of my imitation of his voice. I nearly melted onto the floor. Anyway, I fucking died. You died. I died. Anyway, I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about a specific incident to ground us back in this text. Oh, I remember uh, the text. You do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I was looking through my notes. What I, what I meant when I said I remember the text is I don't remember this text at all. Ring, ring. Jesse's friends are cool. They live in ring, Brooklyn, ring. which is where I live. In ring, ring. Cool neighborhoods. Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Do you hear something on your end? Ring, ring. Yeah, I'm catching. I'm getting. You think it's that weird static interference again? What is it? It's like what a does it sound ringing. Like? like a phone like ringing? Like a phone. Ring, ring. Well, Should I just answer the phone here on my desk? Yeah, just answer the phone. Ring, okay. ring. <laughs> it's a stapler. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Uh, uh, Mr. Neeson, I'm... <laughs> no, no, you, you have such a mistaken. huge fan. You have me mistaken. This is Hercules Throb Muscle. Hercules Throb Muscle? Is this rich? Why are you calling me at this hour? <laughs> is, is this Rich Richson? Um, I suppose it is. I never play Rich Richson, but I can be for this one. I'm not sure what that means. Well, my colleague Jack is usually the one who does Rich Richson. I'm more of a Goliath hard body... I'm not following you. You mean Goliath Hardbody, the head of Goliath Industries, our rival corporation? Anyway, yeah, I'm rich. Yep. How's it going, sir? Um, it's going very well. I just Sorry, that be- was weirdly informal. How are yeah. you, sir? <laughs> I'm well, thank you, Rich. Uh, I wanted to talk to you. We had talked I'm doing before. well, too. Okay. Do you want it? Would you like to do some pleasantries before? We- no, I just asked you. You didn't say anything. I just thought I would offer it. Okay. Life's been hard lately. Yeah. For me. <laughs> oh, your roommate. Yeah, I just wanted you to know that I'm d- despite everything I'm doing okay. Despite You didn't ask. Has anybody found them? Dave and Mark? Markson um, and sorry, that was weirdly informal. Markson yeah. and Davison? Yeah. Any word any word about those guys? Yeah, we have some scientists down at SETI who <laughs> they think they've they've managed to tap into the cauliflower universe they're sending signals but they're not getting anything back yet but they're hopeful i haven't been following the newspaper so that was a lot of gobbledygook to me uh rich yeah i'm actually not calling this isn't a social call this is a business call oh Uh, sorry sir of course if you'll remember last time we spoke after exchanging some pleasantries we talked about maybe you coming to work for uh Throb Muscle Industries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said um, security was tighter over at Throb Muscle. It certainly is. We haven't lost a C-level employee as long as I've been here. Okay, that's good. That's That should be the industry standard, you'd think. Yeah. But I mean, apart from the normal attrition. Oh, uh, you mean to the cauliflower timeline? or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we think so. We have our top scientists working on yeah. it. Yeah. Rich... 
I just wanted to know if you considered my offer, and if so, I want to start talking about title. Um, I've given a lot of thought to the offer. I'm definitely interested in coming on board. Obviously, I would love to talk about pay. Yep. Uh, but let's start with let's start with title. Let's start with title and position because that'll help me uh, figure out where you go on uh, on our the pay level. scale. Yeah. Whether right. it's a C, whether it's a C level position, or I'm not sure. Tell me, let's talk a little bit about your qualifications. You've been to business school. Uh, yeah, I had such a good time at business school, man. Um, and you start, you start. Am I correct that you started your own uh, major uh, successful startup yep. that got yep. funded, yep. Center Tech? Yep, Center. Well, yeah, Center Tech. I think was that me or was that Dave? Was uh, that Bill? I, was there, is there a Bill? Bill Bannerman. <laughs> the, the director of Airbud Three World Pup. Yeah, Cinertech was his production company. <laughs> okay, but I was there from the from the ground level. Okay, well, yeah. I, I'm just trying to get a sense of uh, what 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 kind of titles are you thinking about? Something C level, I imagine. Chief. Yeah. So, like a CAO type title of. Hmm. You haven't given me a job description yet, so I'm kind of flying blind here. But well, I need. Here's what I need. Yeah, I need somebody who can make sure that our meetings at the top level with the board, uh-huh. the board come run smoothly. I want to make sure that those meetings go well. That are that when we have biz- visiting board members and important clients. Uh huh. I want to make sure those guys are well fed. I'm talking ring dings. Okay. Uh, I'm talking pretzels. Okay. All pretty unhealthy so far. Um, I'm talking donuts. Are we worried about dietary restrictions? Um, yeah, there are a couple. A couple of the guys on the board. Yeah. Got one of them diabetic. Okay. So we got to okay. make sure he's taken care of with some celery snacks or something like that. Yeah. Other one, kind of a militant uh, vegan. Ugh. From California. Palo yeah, City, typical. Um, okay, so we got to make sure she's. So taken we'll care we'll of. supply the normal stuff, sort of like milk duds, yeah. Snickers, Kit Kats, Ring Dings, yeah. all that kind of stuff, and then we'll just like we'll have like a box of saltine crackers, yeah, for the health nut and the and the uh, diabetic. That sounds great. You know what, Rich? If you're yeah. willing to accept, I want you to be my new snack czar. Snack czar. Yeah. Huh. We're bringing Czar back, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> it's a VP level title. I love the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, snack Czar. Yep. Uh, well, sir, the only I, other I'm pers- ready to leave this haunted, broken life of mine <laughs> behind me and yep. start fresh as your new snack Czar. What's the but, starting pay on that? Um, what bonuses am I eligible for? I mean, honestly, it's whatever we can get uh, after we've collected dues. Okay, so what are we talking about? Six, seven, eight figures? Um, it really depends. You'd have to ask our treasurer, Stacy McGill. Okay. Um, I've got one final question for that you. That sounds Bef- like the name of a young girl. Is she? Yeah, 13, but she's from New York. Very sophisticated. Okay, good at math? Oh, you would not believe it. Okay, I'm just she's- putting here in my OmniFocus... Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Ms. McGill about seven-figure income. Okay. Um, final question for you before I make a formal offer. Yeah. 
Do you have a phone in your room? Um, I've got a I've got a cellular phone like most people these days. It kind of it's always at my side. So like when I am in my room, it is in my room as well. Okay, well, do you think we'll be able to do the meetings in your room? <laughs> um, I'd have to talk to my room. Oh, wait. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Well, Rich, welcome aboard. You're the new Snack Czar. Snack Czar. I like the, I like the ring of it. At Throb Muscle Industries. <laughs> and, and scene. Claudia is the Snack Czar. <laughs> She is devoted to junk food. Her parents, unfortunately, don't allow it in the house, so Claudia hides it wherever she can. There you go. Snacks are new title. There you go. Snacks are. We got there. Dave Davison, new snacks are. It's Rebuilding rich. his broken life. Rich Rich Richson. Rich Richson. Snacks are. <laughs> Rebuilding his broken life. I kind of like having gotten rid of the those those dudes. Yeah. Rich is the original. Um, Tanner, what about if we take a break? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, I'm going to go grab a little snack. I was thinking... Um, Got some candied pecans, some Trader Joe's. Absolutely no need to talk about what you're going to do on the break. What you do is okay. your personal business. Okay, okay. fine. What are you going right. to do? Probably grab a beer. Yeah. Looking on my child. Yeah. Great. Okay. Do you want to just hit me up with a quick... Oh, okay, he's gone. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. But I'm, now I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep playing as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and I am having a fun with it. It's me, it's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, Okay, that's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. But, and, little, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge-worthy, and it's like, it's bite-sized. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge-worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. 
Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Jacko. Welcome back. Let's talk about Mr. Brailsford, man. Okay. The dance teacher. I'm so inspired by him. You are. Yeah. You liked him. I liked him. You thought he was good. Did you? Did you? I guess it's kind. Of, it's a little Dead Poets Society ish now. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. But the first introduction to Mr. Brailsford, I'm realizing now that I was going to read you a passage, and I'm realizing that I may have to try to do it in this fucking Liam Neeson. Nice. Oh, I love it. Which I yeah. don't really want to. No, let's I'm, hear it. I'm not sure You're I good have, at it. It's, that, a, it's a strong impression. I don't know if I have a real handle on it. It's what is it? It's gravelly, but he's got a hint, just a just a hint. It's like he's been he's grew up in bro. Ireland, obviously, but he's yeah. been in America for like 20 <clears throat> years. It's like the the Irish is still sort of there, but like that's right, that's right, that's no, right. No, I less. know, no, I know, but I need to get a little. I need to get in there. Yeah. And then I'm going to modulate it down. <clears throat> this class is about one thing. Mr. Brailsford held up a finger. Love. <laughs> then he held up another. And dance. It's <laughs> so good when you do it, man. <laughs> it's inspiring. It it's gives inspiring. me chills. That's two things, <laughs> the red-haired boy said. Mr. Brailsford brought the two fingers together. That's a power move. Yeah. Here, they're the same. This class is not about competition and pressure. You will not need to diet. You will not be graded. Your task is simple. To explore something you love to the utmost. With hard work, with joy, so that no matter what you become, a ballet star, a doctor, a fire chief, you will have had the dance experience of your life. An experience you will take with you. Always. Pretty fucking inspiring. Chills. Chills. You know what? If you look at this quote, Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it it isn't it Pete's? Uh yeah. Uh yeah, it's Pete. Pete Loran just wrote it. Wouldn't it's you think one of his great char- new characters, Mr. Brailsford. A Lorangus moments complete? Excuse me? Wouldn't you think he's the guy, the guy who wrote this story? Look at this book, (laughs) Treasures Untold. How many wonders can one novel hold? 
Looking around here, you think, sure, Pete's got everything. He's got pike kids and gizmos aplenty. He's got good old babysitting fun. You want Burns of the Week? He's got 20. (laughs) And we love his stylings. We want more. Oh, my God. This is such a long song. We want to be there in Stony Brook. We want to see, want to see what happens. Jack and Tanner's favorite. What do you call them? Oh, Pete. (laughs) Flipping the page, there's a tearful moment. Eyes are required for reading and crying. Going along through his, who wrote this book again? Up where they pot, up where they cast, up where they talk all day on the mic. (laughs) Podcasting free. Wish they could be. Part of Pete's world. Woo! Wow. Did you just come up with that off the top of your fucking dome? I didn't. That was submitted by Baby B. Layman. Thank you very much. That's very good. Baby B. Layman, if you have a sweet Pete, Peter Larangis moment song to suggest to us, Baby Nation, email us at Jack and Tanner, babysittersclubclub.com. Jack, the quote you read was my Larangis moment, which what? is the moment in any book where we realize that it could not have been penned by anyone but sweet Pete Larangis, the moment we realize that we were nipple deep in a sea of sweet Pete. Wow. And you just read mine. Woo! So wait, do I have to read mine as well? I think so, because <laughs> I didn't capture yours, I assume. Well, you should have, because mine is the first literal lines of the book. Oh, okay. I'm home! I let the front door close behind me and shook the snow off my coat. Hi! shouted my little sister Becca from inside. My Aunt Cecilia was bustling around in the kitchen. I knew just what she'd say. I always know. Today was Wipe Your Shoes Day. Wipe your shoes, Jessica! called Aunt Cecilia's voice. Yes, Aunt Cecilia. <laughs> I feel like your voices there weren't disparate enough. Do you want me to run it through again? For me to really tell who was saying what there. Do you need me to run it through again? Yeah, do Aunt Cecilia in, a, in an old lady voice, please. Okay. <clears throat> I'm home. Hi. That's Becca. I'm just going to read it as a play. I'm not going to do the um, uh, the description. Okay. The, yeah. the, 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 the cues. Yeah. I'm home. So it's just the if this is just the the the, uh, the quotes. So you're gonna yeah. have to do a no, lot. No, I understood of... what you meant. Okay, all right, good, because this might get a little fast and furious. Do you want me to do the narration? No, like as an om- omniscient narrator. Um, sure. Okay, Hercules is barking. One second. Hey, Hercules, bud, shut up. Wow, cruelty to Buddy, animals. Shut up. Okay, I'll do the narration. Okay, can you do that in like a cool um, like movie preview type of voice? I was gonna do it in like a like a Dickens. Okay, yeah, that's good. That like works Christmas actually. Story. It's it's like Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Christmas Carol. That's what I meant. Not Christmas Story. That's the one with the sex lamp. 
<laughs> what? That's the movie with the sexy lamp. It's like a leg. I don't watch the same kind of movies you watch, man. Uh, <laughs> it's got a real sexy lamp in it. It's not, in our household. We watch Muppets Christmas Carol. That's and a good we, one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we watch Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. And then you then then when the kids have gone to bed, you watch your sex lamp movie. Yeah. You're like, all right, the kids have gone to bed. It's time to put on the sex lamp. Beat off. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, you ready? You got your you got your script? Yeah. All right, so I'm doing the part Baby Nation, I'm doing the part of Jessica Ramsey or Jessica Ramsey. You're doing the the part of everyone. I'm doing the part of Becca Ramsey and I'm doing the part of Aunt Cecilia. Yeah. Okay. I'm home. Oh wait, that's Liam Neeson. That's Fuck. Liam Neeson. Okay. I'm home. I let the front door close behind me and shook the snow off my coat. Shouted my little sister, Becca, from inside. My Aunt Cecilia was bustling around in the kitchen. I knew just what she'd say. I always know. Today was a wipe-your-shoes day. Wipe your shoes, Jessica, called Aunt Cecilia's voice. Yes, Aunt Cecilia, I replied. And closed both doors, I thought, were not working for the gas and electric company. And closed both doors. We're not working for Stony Brook Gas and Electric. Yes, Aunt Cecilia. And hang up your coat. And check the mail, dear. There's something for you. Oh, well. Two out of three wasn't bad. <laughs> well acted. All all four of us. Can you put some like a pause in when you edit this? At the yeah, end I'll of put that? some applause in. Yeah. But there you go. Good That's the right moment. moment. It's the first lines of the book, but he throws you into the scene. No, it's a good Laurentius moment. I'm surprised I didn't capture it. It sets up all these characters. I think Mr. Bailingsworth, Mr. Bailingsford, what's his name? Mr. Brailsford. Brailsford. I think his speech. Oh my about god. Love and dance or what oh. was it? Something yeah, love like and dance and it's both of them. It's two it's two things but they're one thing. They're one. We only have one thing we care about and it's oh, love and it's, it's just dance. so inspiring, man. Oh, I'm so it was inspired. like he was speaking to me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Those are the two things I love most in the world too, love and dance. Oh, it's fucking are beautiful. Are we human, Jack? Or or what? There, what? Is there another option? Or are we dancing? <laughs> That's the question that Pete is posing for us this week. Yeah. This book was so inspiring. Uh, swimming in a sweet sea of sweet, sweet Pete. You know what else Pete did for us this week, Tanner? Kiss those sweet feet. No, that's what we did for Pete. Groveled at his sweet feet. Yeah. What did he do for us we in return? prostrated ourselves and, and dared, dared to nibble on the edges of those luscious toes if we were if we were bold enough <laughs> do we dare <laughs> do i dare to kiss a feet let's do it <laughs> pete i hope you're listening i hope you never hear this pete i'm sorry we always end up on your feet yeah it's just it's for the accidents i swear to god um and we're gonna have pete on the show one of these days to read a babysitter's club mystery with us we'll really confront him about his feet then yeah oh yeah that's the, gonna be the whole thing no, Pete, thanks you... for joining us. Um, before we get going, just really quickly, we like to we like to get comfortable when we do our podcast. Tanner and I have taken our shoes and socks off. You should uh, feel free to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Jesus Christ, He always said to anoint the feet mm-hmm. of both king and pauper. <laughs> so, kind of as a tradition here, 
we like to wash people's feet in oil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before we begin. So, uh, you know, you, just would you mind one reading, of those things? Reading one of your great Lorangus moments for us while we uh, while we get to, get down to business, washing those feet, make sure they're <laughs> nice and clean. We're just trying to follow in Jesus's footsteps here. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, you know what else Pete did for us this week? What? He showed us a new fucking portal. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I, didn't, I didn't capture that. They're coming fast and furious. Baby Nation, if you haven't been paying attention, the portals to Stony Brook have been coming fast and furious. We discovered one in Altjesnitz, of all places. Altjesnitz, Germany. Altjesnitz. I don't know why you have such trouble with this. Altjesnitz. Altjesnitz. Old Jesnitz. Great. Doesn't it mean high Jesnitz? Alt? Alt. Altis. Old. Okay, fine. High? High. Maybe it's high. Well, let's. Okay, great, <sighs> awesome. It's really tangential to what I was to what I was trying to say. Old. Alt Jesnitz. Old Jesnitz. So we, you Tanner, traveled all the way to Berlin to get as close as you could to Alt Jesnitz. You weren't able to make it Hoch. out there, but Hoch. excuse me. Hoch. H o c h is high. Okay. They uh, continue speaking. Uh. Or do you want to? Do your own thing while I. Hoch. Yeah. Okay. This is like a. This is like Duolingo right now. Um, I went all the way to Berlin, but then had too much schnapps and could not. <laughs> you know what? You were fucking get way on late. Public transportation. You were supposed to go to Alt Jesnit. Oh, and then that rascal Sebastian. <laughs> oh, Sebastian. Working for the dark forces. We know there's one in Wauwatosa. Neither of us have had the opportunity to go to Wauwatosa. We know there's one in Newmarket. Neither of us had, had the opportunity to go to Newmarket. Listen to this. By the time we reached the Broadway Lafayette stop, I was sweaty and exhausted. Spooky. I literally stopped there almost every day. Yeah. No, I used when to get I off at that stop myself. Yeah. You're tracking me. You know where I am. I get it. Yeah, this is a shot across the fucking bow. Yeah. By the time we reached the Broadway Lafayette stop, I was sweaty and exhausted. The moment we were above ground, though, Michael came to life. Soho is that way, he said, pointing. Beyond it is Little Italy and Chinatown. That way is the public theater, and there's the Angelica Film Center. My God, Pete is really bringing this to Wait, life I've for me. I've been there. Yes. I've seen a movie there. Who hasn't? We walked past art galleries, boutiques, vintage clothing stores. All of them were on the ground floors of incredibly old cast iron buildings. Michael said the area used to be an abandoned industrial district until artists began taking it over in the 70s. For a business guy... Michael knew a lot about artists. He took me from window to window describing who had done what painting in what style. We almost missed the entrance to the Dance New York studio. It was a grimy door between a publishing company building Mm. and a hardware store. Mm. Tanner, you want to know what publishing company is just a few blocks away from the Broadway Lafayette? Stop in Manhattan. Just a few blocks away from the Angelica Theater. Mm-hmm. There's a publishing company at Prince Street and Broadway. Yeah. That's about a four minute, point two of a mile walk from the Broadway Lafayette stop. Yeah. It's called Scholastic. It's called Scholastic. And right next door is a grimy door. Here's another thing that Jesse says about when she enters that door, Tanner. One of my favorite books ever is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I've read it about four times. When Lucy Pevensey finds the wardrobe in a musty old room and walks through it into the land of Narnia, I shiver. 
Well, that was exactly how I felt when the elevator door opened. There it is. It was right under our fucking noses the whole time, man. It's right. Of course, it's right next to Scholastic. I can Scholastic. go there. You can, can go, go there. there. Yeah. Unless somebody fucking waylays you with schnapps. Could happen again. It probably will. Happens a lot to me. Like <laughs> I'm easily waylaid. Right under our fucking noses. Of course, there's one in New York. And Pete I'm wants gonna us go. to know. I'm going to go. I thought that was interesting. I have one more thing that I want to read to you. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay, so you're going to give me your undivided attention. Tanner, this is something that you and I have been waiting for, for, I'm going to say, 110 books. Okay. That's a lot of books. It's almost back to the beginning. Almost back to the beginning. Not quite, though. We have been waiting for this since we read the novel Boy Crazy Stacy. Okay. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. A couple of phone calls to friends, and the BSC was born, says Jesse. Yep. Chapter two. Skip it. Stacy. God, what a fucking mistake to skip it. Jesse said that? No, it's, uh, she, it's implied. Okay. Claudia, Stacy, Christy, and Marianne Spear were the original members. But the club became popular very fast. Mallory and I joined, and so did Don Schaefer. Since then, Dawn has moved and Abby Stevenson has taken her place. But I'm getting ahead of myself. As president, Christy is our queen bee. Basically, she, one, bosses everyone around, two, thinks up big ideas, and three, bosses everyone around again. If Christy is the queen bee of the group, Marianne is the number one worker bee. She makes sure everything runs smoothly. Thank you, Pete. We fucking get it. These girls are bees. Jack. Yes. I was really hoping we could just put all this behind us, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't think it was relevant. I thought the bees stuff was losing ground. I thought we could get past bees. It's not Mm -hmm. about bees. It's about these girls. It's about their lives. And it ultimately doesn't matter if they're bees or not. We still care about them. We still care what happens to them. Baby B. Ashley in the Facebook group today sent us this message i mean she posted on the wall i did a bit of googling and while the crest of wauwatosa wisconsin does not have a dream horse on it like the crest of altjesnitz mm-hmm. deutschland it does have bees on it oh jesus and jack yeah it has quote some strange circular objects which Are apparently represent mills kidding me and i've got a picture here of the Wauwatosa Crest. Will you send it to me, please? I'm going to send it to you now. It's it's just, it's it's all in the text. God, it, wor- it worryingly is. Baby Nation, it's just all in the text. It's all in the text. I want to send you something, too, Tanner, well, yeah. that I just looked up. I want to send this to you. I just looked this up. Yeah, we got a shield here. We got a home. There's a, there's a like a home or a barn in the lower left. Mm-hmm. On the lower right, it says, in God we trust. Yep. Uh, There's a nice big W. I assume that's for Wauwatosa. Upper right is the orbs. Yep. The heart. There's a a bunch of orbs and a heart. So that seems like they feel positively towards the orb. Upper left is like a butt plug. (laughs) It looks like it's probably a butt plug. But then atop, atop the shield. Yeah. There's a banner, and it says Wauwatosa, and flanking the word Wauwatosa on either side is two Bs. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's as clear as it gets. Now, Tanner, would you like to have a look at uh, what I've sent you? 
You've sent me the flag mm-hmm. check yep. of New Market, Ontario. Uh-huh. Would you like to Upon describe the flag it for of me? New Market, Ontario is the crest of New Market, Ontario. Uh-huh. There's a shield. Above the shield is a banner that says Town of. Below the shield is a banner that says New Market. On top uh-huh. of Town of, there's some kind of symbol. It's like uh-huh. a, a crown building or a crown or something. Mm-hmm. On the shield, uh-huh. Jack... Uh-huh. Between a, between a holly branch uh-huh. and an ivy branch is a beehive. <laughs> With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bees flying nine around. Nine bees, it. seven babysitters, two associates. Wow. Wow. It's all in this fucking text, baby nation. Oh. The dream horse, the maze, the bees, the butt plugs. The f- fucking orbs. Orbs. It's all there. And I'm going to go to this location that we've scouted yeah. in Soho, in Manhattan. Yep. And I'm going to see what's there. God, what might you have found in Altjesnit? I, I, now I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, actually, it's frankly dangerous. It would have been dangerous. Yeah, maybe Sebastian scary. was looking out for you. Oh, it's, it's actually horrifying how good we are at pulling this stuff out. Yeah. It's horrifying that the town sigil of Wauwatosa and Newmarket, Ontario both have bees. I mean, that's not us. That's Anne, right? That's Anne. Anne's doing no, this. No, Anne knows what she's doing. She's building to something. She's She wants us to find this stuff. Yeah. She wa- she doesn't want to make it easy. Whew. She does not make it easy, but we, we get there. Thanks to you, Baby Nation. Yeah, thanks. Our baby army. Yeah, if you're not in the Facebook group, get in there because there's a lot of <laughs> good work is done in there. Um <coughs> Thank you to Baby B. Name that I just said. Do you want me to pull it up again? Yeah, I don't know it. I didn't see it. I just thought you had it handy. Ashley. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. Thank you to Baby B. Ashley for pulling that up and putting us on that trail. Um, We're going to get to the bottom of this eventually, but not today, Baby Nation. Not today, and maybe not ever, but potentially, probably, maybe, eventually. But Jack. Yeah. Speaking of things that are inevitable, mm-hmm. I was wondering if you managed this week mm-hmm. to catch a week. This week, catch did you catch? Did you catch a burn of the week? A burn of the week. I caught four. Whoa! You want to hear call, all of them? Call in the fire department because this place is is burning to the ground with all of Jack's burns. You ready for a rapid fire burn of the week? Yeah, rapid I fire. Want, I want give all you four. four of yours. I'm gonna give you four. Ready? Yeah. Super fast. Okay, so like there was once this big spaceship that landed on a planet. Byron began. What planet? Margot asked. I don't know, but it had lots of sand. Byron replied. Anyway, these two robots were on it. Only one talked, but the other didn't. But the one that didn't had this video inside that showed like a hologram or whatever in the air, and it was of this princess named um, Princess Lita, and she was in trouble because her spaceship was being attacked by... Vanessa groaned. That's just a Star Wars story with different names. Can't you think of something better? Burn on Star Wars. Burn on Star Wars. (laughs) Dumb movie. It's about robots in the desert. Sounds boring. Why does she live with us? Well, she moved in after the death of her husband, my uncle Stephen. 
At the same time, mom was going back to work. She'd taken a leave of absence when Squirt was born. Aunt Cecilia needed company. We needed help around the house. So daddy invited her to live with us. She's his older sister. Daddy jokes that the real reason Aunt Cecilia is here is because no one else will have her. <laughs> Brown Aunt Cecilia. <laughs> Fucking vicious because it's true. Her son won't even speak to her. Yeah, and her husband died. Tell us one about the oogly beast, Charlotte pleaded. Mallory sighed. Don't you all want to play outside? Too cold, Becca grumbled. I'll tell you all a story, announced Byron Pike. As the kids ran into the Pike stand, Mal muttered, They think storytelling is so easy. That's because you're so good at it, Claudia said. You make it look easy. It's like when I showed Janine my art. She shrugs it off. She calls it play therapy. <laughs> that's so, that's like so brutal. <laughs> so fucking vicious. Janine's like, I'm a fucking literal genius and you're making collages in your bedroom. <laughs> oh, I hope you enjoy your play therapy. I solved yeah. Fermat's last theorem today in my fucking life. That's a like, really hurtful st- thing to say, Janine. <laughs> play therapy. All right, final burn. What if you make it? Maritza asked. Will you accept? I guess I'll have to work it out, I replied. You'll never regret it, Tanisha added. I haven't. If you have any doubts, call me, Quint said. It's payback time. I owe you for Juilliard. Aunt Cecilia was nodding proudly. Uh, Jesse got Quint into Juilliard somehow. They explain it it in the text. In a super special. Yeah. It happened in a super special. Uh, which you know, if you missed that episode, that's if you missed that episode, we definitely that's, recorded it. That's for on sure, you. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely read the super specials because it's fun to read uh, these novels in a week that are twice as long. Yeah, when they're longer, and yeah. Somehow twice as long and somehow twice as boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare! People love the super specials. They're gonna fucking hate you. They're so boring. <laughs> If you have any doubts, call me, Quint said. It's payback time. I owe you for Juilliard. Aunt Cecilia was nodding proudly. They're right, Jesse. They're not wasting their talents. I could see Michael rolling his eyes. Unlike me, huh? He muttered under his breath. It's a burn on Michael because it's funny that his mother never loved him. <laughs> a lot of them are Cecile-centric. Cecilia is Cecilia's full of, of anger. She's an angry woman. She lives with a lot of regrets. Her husband's dead. Her children are estranged. Even her brother and his kids don't like her. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want. I would read an Aunt Cecilia spinoff. Oh, I w- absolutely would not. She's that a sounds like the worst. Fascinating character. It would be like a Herman Hess book. It'd be like a sad middle-aged oh, person. It would be dark as hell. Like struggling. But she, it comes up a bunch in this novel. She talks about how she used to be on the stage, and he, like she's she's difficult towards her son, which is why they're estranged. But it's from the op. This is something that Pete does so well. It's from the opposite perspective that you would think. It's because Michael became a successful business bro, right, at the expense of his art. Right. So what a Jesse, thing, though. Jesse is, um, his art is beautiful. Jesse is staying in their spare bedroom at his apartment in Brooklyn Heights, and the walls are lined with this beautiful art, and Jesse is just mesmerized by it. And one night she finally asked Michael, like, who, like, who painted all these beautiful paintings in this room? And he was, like, very humbly, like, oh, sorry, I can take them down. They're, they're just my bad old dumb art. <sighs> so he's even talented. He's gifted. And she persuades gave him it all up. to get back into art by the end of the book, but I think that's just Pete throwing us a bone to make us not sad. There's no way that, like, with his like Wall Street job, right? Yeah, he's gonna have time to fucking do painting. Yeah, you know? that brain brownstone doesn't pay for itself. Well, I don't know, man. Look at us. We're young, professional, successful businessmen. Mm-hmm. 
We do this. Painting on the canvas? We're painting with our mouth ejaculations. Okay, good. That's good. That's a nice thing to say. On the canvas of podcasting. Uh Uh-huh. Throwing words. And he could do the same. He could ejaculate paint onto the blank canvas of, of, well, canvas. Yeah. And just like we ejaculate out of our memory holes. Yeah. This is lovely. He could could ejaculate out of his expression hole. (laughs) You know what? Expression is also a synonym for ejaculate, and it's a much nicer one. He could express out of his ejaculation hole. That's worse. Exprimere. (laughs) Tanner! Somehow you had four burns, and none of them was my burn. Amazing. What was your burn of the week this week, Tanner? Mallory may not be much of a dancer, but she's an even worse singer. That's not the burn. Her brothers and sisters were practically on the floor laughing. Not Squirt and Becca. They must have showbiz blood like me. Squirt was bouncing along, squealing at the top of his lungs, and shy Becca was singing with the tape in an operatic voice. Well, sort of. You nork, you nork, she hooted. What's a nork? Claire asked. The Bronx is up and the battery's down, Mallory warbled. And Jussie's coming home tonight. Vanessa groaned. That doesn't rhyme. What's a nork? Claire repeated. You are, Nikki replied. (laughs) A total nork. (laughs) How did I miss that? That's fucking great. (laughs) Nikki Pike. I love Nikki because every <laughs> vignette where Nikki's the burn of the week, it's like he's walking past a room and he's just like in the doorway and overhears something and like delivers an excellent burn and just like keeps walking. You know, like he's walking by the door in this instant and Claire's like, what's a nork? And he's just like, you are, you're a nork. Boom, out of here. <laughs> like burn delivered on my way. Oh, that's so good. He's just like on his way to school. He doesn't even feature in this book at all. He just like no, pokes that's his just head one line. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what a nork is? It's you, nerd. It's you. <laughs> That's good. Good burn. Good burn. Burn heavy book this week. Burn heavy book. <laughs> Note light book, but a good book nonetheless. Very yeah. little babysitting. Very little to to really dig into. Jesse decides to stay in Stony Brook. She turns down Mr. Balesford and his offer for full time schooling. Yeah. Academia. Yeah. She thinks she's not ready yet. She turns one down, but the offer stands for another year, which is a kind of a burn on Jesse because she's gonna she's doomed to repeat this year over and over and over until Anne right. tire, tires of her and these other playthings uh, in the Babysitters Club and moves on to writing the Doll People series. Right. Um, so Jesse's like, oh well, what's what's deferring one more year uh, gonna matter she had, since I'm accepted? She had a chance. She had a chance to escape. <clears throat> yeah, and she didn't take it. She didn't fucking take it. And you could tell, and this happens every time someone goes to New York. This is what Jesse says as she gets to New York. Uh, the greengrocer down the block is open 24 hours, I explain. They sell everything there. Wow, says Mal. All the shops in Stony Brook close at nine. Mal came to visit her. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. No, it was <clears throat> uneventful. Hey, New York's the city that never sleeps. It kind of gets under your skin, doesn't it? All that energy changes you. I can feel it. Yeah. I feel like a totally different person. Mal nodded. You become so, I don't know, forceful. I mean, I sensed it the minute I saw you at the train station. The way you organized everyone to find me. Even the way you're talking. It's so fast. Jessie's starting to grow up because she's outside of Anne's fucking clutches. Yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. 
But the, she, Anne found a way to bring her back. She's like, what's one more year? What's one just, more year? Hey, Jesse, just you know put off for one year. What's one more year, and then you can go. You can go back in a year. Yeah, but guess what's going to happen there. next year? It's going to be the fucking Remember September dance again. It's going to be the fucking Halloween hop again. Jesse's going to be, be an exceptional dancer. Again. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, so much wasted talent. Why aren't yeah. you at a fancy Juilliard-like school in Manhattan? Hmm. One day. And like, yeah, it'll kind of be there in her memory a little bit. She'll be like, yeah, that sounds good. Maybe one day. <sighs> Jack. Yeah. I tell you what, ma'am. What? I think we should get the fuck out of here. I would love that. Mm. It's my child's bedtime. I know bedtime. you would love that because you said you had a heart out at 7.30, which is in two minutes. Yeah, and I just got a text from my wife just at this very moment. I'll read it to you. It says, bedtime soon, exclamation mark, which is Sarah's way of saying, like, dude. <laughs> Time to <laughs> hang up. fuck out. Baby Pull Nation, um, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you enjoy this show rate and review on itunes and recommend it to a friend tell them to start at the beginning because it's just too confusing to start where we're at now and please we have a merch store up buy our fucking great merch it's so good thanks to dftba.com you can go to bit.ly slash bscc merch to buy our merchandise there's two shirts and two pins up they're all designed by baby v john we got a bread theory shirt we got a b theory shirt they're both beautiful they were designed by baby b john they already said that we're good there they we're getting close to a point where we're past the pre-order stage i imagine by the time this episode comes out we will be well past the pre-order stage so you can just get them um and you you should order them and buy them and they'll they'll come right to you and they're beautiful get them please yeah please uh, support the show by buying the shirts. Thank yeah. you for being with us this week. Baby thank you, Nation. Jack, for having me. You're very welcome. Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us this week. Uh, this week, we read a book that was called Jesse's Big Break. Yep. We liked it. Next week, we're reading a little book called Abby and the Best Kid Ever. Yeah. That's a strong statement to make. There have been a lot of kids in these books. Top guesses are... Radowski. Cam Newton, Jackie Radowski, yeah. Karen Brewer. <laughs> There's uh, a, a child is peeking through the curtains at me saying that it's his bedtime. It's time, it's time for bed, Papa. <laughs> All right. I've been Tanner Greenring. I've been Jack Shepard. Please, Baby Nation, do not forget to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator and demand your right to bear time, and... Most importantly of all, do not forget, do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Baby Nation, remember the Delaney's. Remember Ben Hobart. And take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. see she was in the new york times this is not are we being paid for this sponsorship no i just want you to acknowledge how good she is at writing i'm very impressed why doesn't she come here and describe this book if she's so good at her words she's good at writing not extemporaneously ejaculating okay great words (laughs) that's what writing is tanner i would love to start describing ejaculating from her mouth
Okay, great. She's good at ejaculating with her hands. Okay, that is, which is what you mean by the written how word. you describe writing hand ejaculation. Okay, and you and I, what we're good at is mouth yeah. ejaculation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the word comes from the Latin "yacere," which means to throw. Yeah, we're good at mouth throwing. Mm-hmm. Word yep. throwing. Throwing our words. Spoken word throwing. Good. May I please describe this novel? I would love to watch you ejaculate. <laughs> okay.